You know, so I concluded, you know what, Lord, anybody who doesn't believe in that anymore, I don't even want to talk to them. Uh, I don't, you know, if y'all don't want, y'all can go believe. You go there, you'll change your belief when you see that. Number two is the need for uh, our nation to continue to be a place where uh, we can have a health care. You know, doctors can be trained. You know, breakthroughs in the scientific arena, medical breakthroughs where people, children, and adults can be taken care of uh, until we until we come into the place where the kingdom of God is really here in a more full way. Because there'll be a lot of dead babies if we didn't have that in this country. Amen. And the last thing was was that was a place of brokenness. Uh, we have to be careful in our lives that we we don't forget how blessed we are. You know, Pablo's better holding his little boy who's real healthy. That's a blessing from the Lord. That we take we take things like that from granted. And there's a lot of contrite people there because of their the condition of their children. And I think we need to ask the Lord to, to break our hearts and soften our hearts more and not be so full of ourselves. You know, and we, we, we need to repent from being critical and, and finding fault and because we have a lot to be thankful for, a whole lot to be thankful for. And so I want us to take a moment for us just to ask the Lord, to, number one, to soften our hearts and ask the Lord to forgive us for hardness of heart and to break our hearts, you know, for the things that really break His. And I think this is really going to be important. You know, if we really want to see the compassion of Christ flowing through us, it'll flow if we allow the Lord to touch our hearts and soften us and get out of our self-centered thinking and our complaining and whining about life, you know, when it's really we got so much to rejoice for. Amen? So listen, I just want to take this time right now. Father, uh, we want to just come to you, Lord, and we acknowledge, Lord, that you've blessed us. Uh, we thank you for health that you've given us. Our children are healthy today. and Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. We're not looking into a to our child's eyes today and see that darkness of death all over them, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord. Yet many are, Lord. And we have been so consumed with our own selves and our own thoughts and our own feelings that we've not heard the compassion of Christ. We've not felt His love and desire to heal and to touch and to embrace those who are suffering. And I ask you today, Lord, I ask you for all of us, Lord, I ask you to, to break our hearts for what breaks yours. I ask you to soften our hearts today. We'd have tender hearts, Lord. Lord, I ask you for every person in this room, a tenderness would come into our hearts. Lord, I pray you'd release that, that tenderness from heaven, Lord, that thing that tenderizes us. Lord, we uh, don't want to have to go through uh, terrible situations, circumstances to be broken and tenderized. We're asking that the Holy Spirit would come today and just right now, at this very moment, tenderize us and, and truly give us that, those broken hearts. In the name of the Lord, I pray. Amen. Y'all good? All right. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Well, that message wasn't that good, what Matthew said, but we'll just share it anyway. <laughs> Luke twenty four forty five. What I'm doing is I'm talking to you about your mind. Anybody got any thoughts this morning? Or if you're alive, you got thoughts. I hate to tell you this. You got lots of thoughts, more than you, more than you know. Thousands of thoughts go through our mind every day. 
Well, here the Bible says, then he opened their minds to understand the Scripture. I've been sharing, I shared with that a little bit last week, that how God has to open, open our minds to understand the spiritual world, to, under, to truly have a revelation of what, what the Word of God says. And, and it's something that the Lord does. If you've been saved today, God has opened your mind to understand the Scripture. Uh, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 2.16 that we have the mind of Christ. In other words, every person in this room who knows the Lord has the mind of Christ. We have access to His mind. Okay, as a gift, that word he opened their minds is it's the Greek word spelled N-O-U-S. That's the Romanized version, uh, which is a little bit easier for us English people to handle. It's the same word. He opened their noose. It's the same word. We have the noose of Christ. We have that mind available. We have access to his mind, to his thoughts, his feelings. Uh, here, this word means uh, there's three parts to this mind, okay? There's the visual part, which includes the mind. You've heard the mind's eye, right? You've, everybody has a mind's eye. We can see things with our mind. Uh, we convert thoughts into pictures. That's the, the mind's eye. There's also the imagination. That includes our imaginations. You know what the imagination is you imagine things. Anybody here have imagination? You imagine stuff? Y'all understand what that means? Like you can, uh, ever, ever, ever had an imaginary argument with a person about something they did and you went through this whole process? Y'all do stuff like that. I'm going to tell you, don't we all do it? We go through this process and we actually win the argument. <laughs> but it's all in our imagination. <laughs> uh, but there's also a spiritual aspect. This includes it's the, the eyes of the heart that Paul talks about in Ephesians. Open the eyes of our understanding. That includes that. So that's the visual part. There's also the emotions. When the Bible talks about the mind, it's also speaking of emotions. That's our passions and desires. Our passions and desires. Emotions are very important. I think I've shared with you there was a study done where a man uh, in 1995, it was in uh, Time Magazine, I believe, where he uh, had a, a tumor in his, in his brain. It was located back here on the back of his head where your emotions are located in your brain. Uh, the tumor was successfully removed. This was a very successful businessman, very skilled, uh, you know, highly successful man. And he, and he, it, this tumor was successfully removed. His intellect was not affected on any level. He was just as skilled, just as high level as ever, but he became a, a failure after that. And the reason he became a failure was because his emo he had lost his emotions. Okay, so he would show up for meetings late. He would treat people disrespectfully because he didn't have that thing in him that would tell him, which are, is your emotions, you know, it would tell him how to, you know, to treat people. That's what your emotions do, believe it or not. So the emotions are a big part of our, our, our brains, of our thinking, our, our spiritual mind. It's really important. And the last part includes what we would normally think as Americans about our mind is our reasoning and intellect. Our reason and intellect. So, so those are what the, what the, biblically what the mind is made up of, those three things. Now, uh, in the Bible also, the Bible considers our thoughts that come out of our mind to be very real and powerful. Okay, your thoughts are real and powerful. Derek Prince said it like this, In heaven our thoughts shout. In other words, what you and I are thinking here that nobody else hears, in heaven they're shouting in heaven. If you went up into the heavenly realm, you would hear those thoughts shouting. Okay? Uh, that's why Proverbs 23, verse 7 says, For as a man thinks within himself, so is he. Your thinking will make or break your life. Do you get that? The way you think, if you are a negative, critical person, your thinking is going to bring you down. If you think more positive, more God-like thoughts, you're going to have a different kind of life. So, you're thinking, so you think it's critical. Actually, uh, the Bible tells us in uh, Genesis 6-5, this is a couple of 
Old Testament thoughts on thoughts, uh, that God destroyed the earth, destroyed mankind, wiped them off the face of the earth because of their actions, right? Because they were sinful. But another reason it says is because of what they thought. It wasn't just what they were doing. It was what they were thinking. Okay, that was one of the reasons the, man, the, the flood came. is because people's imaginations were evil and wicked. Uh, before the children of Israel went into to, uh, the land of promise, the Lord spoke to them, warned them, warned them about their thoughts. That's what He did. He warned them about how you think when you get there. You be careful about how you think. Be careful what you imagine in your mind. That's pretty, pretty serious, isn't it? And the last thing is Isaiah. If you look at Isaiah 29, 16... Isaiah indicates that thoughts are something that makes things. Thoughts makes things. That's how the Bible sees thoughts. They make things. Your thoughts is making something. It's making a life for you or it's destroying a life for you. Let's look at Hebrew or Matthew, Matthew 22, 37. Are you all with me so far? This is really important. How many people in this room would love to dial into the spiritual realm more? Well, this is how you do it. What I'm going to tell you, this is how you can do it. Becky asked me, Byron, are you ready to do this message more? I said, I've been thinking about this for three years, this subject. This is the mo- most consuming subject in my life is our thinking, is our minds, because the Bible is, real, is loaded. Here's one of the uh, unusual scriptures. I'm just throwing a couple of them out that have really spoken to my heart. Matthew 22:37. we call it the Great Commandment. And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. We understand biblically that the soul is made up of the mind, the emotions, and the will. Okay, that's what your soul realm is made up of. Yet here Jesus, uh, he, he like does a double take on us. He, he not only says, love him with your mind, emotions, will, but then he says, again, love him with your mind. It's interesting. We don't really understand exactly why he said that. I know one of the reasons he said it is because the word there for mind is not the same word that I just read to you out of Luke twenty four forty five. It's one part of that word. It's the imaginary part. It's the visual part. In other words, Jesus was trying to get through to people. It's what you see, what you imagine, what you, what the pictures that you have in your mind is something you better love God with. I want to make sure you get that. That's what he was saying. I want to make sure you love me with that part of your mind. You men know this, right? Every man in this room knows this. If you don't know it, you're not a man. You're something else. I don't know what you are, but you're messed up. But if you're a man, you know what pictures are, right? You know what goes on in your mind, those pictures. And that's one of the reasons Jesus was saying, love me with that. Did y'all get that? That's kind of important. That's kind of real important. So he was specifically saying, love me with what you see in your mind. Love me with what you see in your imagination. He wanted to emphasize that. It's very powerful uh, and will be, can really help you uh, because Paul indicates that there can be a darkened, a darkened, a darkened mind, or darkened eyes of your heart. It'll get darkened. Okay? Let's look at Romans one twenty one. Are y'all good? All right. For even though they knew God, this is one of my all-time favorite scriptures on the mind. In fact, this is the one that, that God spoke to me one unknowing day reading through Romans. I read this scripture, and it was like one of those, you know, revelatory moments. Like, this is an important scripture for your life, Byron. You better get this one. Okay, it just stuck out to him. I never seen it. For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. Uh oh. These are people who knew the Lord who was dis- who were dishonoring people. I think they shared a message a few weeks ago on honor. Better get the honor thing. Dishonoring people, how we treat each other, how we treat the Lord. Boy, I tell you what, I found out one thing. One of the greatest ways to honor God is through my thoughts. 
And I'm telling you, I one of the, because I, I said, Lord, how can I practically do this? He said, it's what you think. It's how you think. They did not honor him as God, nor were they thankful. They were unthankful people. So these were people who knew the Lord. And because of that, they, they became futile. Meaning that without purpose, they lost something in their life. They became futile in their speculations, which that is the intellect and reasoning part of us right there. They became futile in their intellect. They became futile in their reasoning. It's pretty good, isn't it? And guess what happens? When that part of our life becomes futile, when we lose when those thoughts, the thoughts, the reasoning, our intellect, when it becomes futile, guess what happens? They're foolish hearts. Does it say that? They're foolish hearts. In other words, this is a foolish thing to do. Their foolish hearts were darkened. Do you see that? One thing leads to the other. Your mind, your intellect, if, if, if your intellect is wrong, it is going to cut you, your, your, the seeing part. That's what they're talking about there. The seeing part of you is going to be cut off. The seeing part of you is going to become dark. And guess what happens next in Romans? Have y'all read that? Perversion, homosexuality, disobedience, rebellion, all the negative things begin to happen. Gossip and all these things take place because of what? Because it starts with dishonor and unthankfulness. And it, it's a cumulative thing. It goes down, 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 down into sin, into great sin. Are y'all following me? So you see, the Bible's very clear on how we think. It's very clear in, in one sense that, te- that we need to be taught how to think right. Okay, and, and our thoughts can change everything about our lives. It can make, us, make our life light and happy, or it can make it, make it negative. We can either connect into the thoughts of God, which is that's really the whole purpose in this, right? I'm not just trying to be a better thinker. You know what? I don't really care about being a better thinker. You know what? Guess what? Some of the greatest thinkers in the world, guess what's happening to them? They're going to hell. They're, 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 they're messed up. I don't care about that. I do want to think the thoughts of God. Because I think his thoughts are a little better than everybody else's thoughts. Right? That's why some people, when they go into the heavenly realm and get this renewed mind, they're suddenly, they have an intelligence that's incredible. I think I've shared this with y'all before. I'll share it again because I just love this. Uh, is Bob Jones. When Bob Jones was in high school, he was failing. He was an Arkansas boy failing out of school. And he had this visitation at 16 years old when he went into heaven. He came out. The Marine Corps tested him. He tested as a genius when he joined the Marines. Why? Because he got that renewed mind of Christ released into his mind. And no longer was he just this old poor kid filling out of school. Uh, he was a genius. He actually started making A's and B's. So, you know, anybody got any problems with their grades this morning? I'm telling you. Well, here's something that I want to talk to you about. There is this thought realm of God. Okay, I share with you what I call the information superhighway of God's thoughts flowing in this room. And we can tap into it. But there's also another information superhighway of thoughts, and they are from the devil. And they are equally flowing through here. And most of us in this room are used to that. Most of us in this room have tapped in to the devil's thoughts. Whether you know it or not, I think most of you know you have. If you're telling the truth, you are. Well, let me read 2 Corinthians uh, 10, 4 through 5. I know I'm going fast here, but this is, this is going to help you to see the, see the negative side because here's what we've got to do. If we're going to think, if we're going to tap into the heavenly thoughts, we've got to deal with the, with the not-so-heavenly thoughts. We've got we to work on them. We've got to fix them 
or you won't be able to consistently tap into the thoughts of God. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations, which means thoughts, and every lofty thing that raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. That word thought there means simply means this. It's what you think about. Okay? Now, this is what the Bible teaches about spiritual warfare. If you would be very interested in knowing what the Bible really teaches about spiritual warfare, this is really it. It's about the warfare that's in your mind. And the thing that Paul told us to do, you know, some of the stuff that people do in spiritual warfare is not in the Bible. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just not flat in the Bible. It doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just not in the Bible. But this is in the Bible. And the Bible teaches us that where we fight this war is by taking thoughts captive. Every thought that you and I have, I mean every thought must be taken captive. Every thought, even the thoughts of God. And I'll explain that in a moment. But every thought, if you do not learn how to take every thought captive, because there's lots of thoughts, I've shared this with you before, you can think a thought, right? A thought can come into your mind. That may not be your thought, right? It may be a thought from hell, okay? But the moment you receive that thought and welcome it into your mind, guess whose thought it becomes? It becomes yours. So you can literally be thinking thoughts that are absolutely from Satan's throne by, by agreeing with them. Once you agree with them, once they're in there, they're yours. Same thing with God's thoughts. God releases thoughts, and when we agree with his thoughts, his thoughts become our thoughts. There's a huge difference between trying to think like God, like a bunch of religious morons, and that's just the truth. If you think you can think like God, you're not really with it. Okay? But you can think the thoughts of God. You can think the thoughts of God, but what you've got to do, you have to take every thought captive, even God's thoughts. Okay? You've got to take those thoughts that you believe are God's, you've got to capture them. Okay? You see that? Capture them. Make them yours. Okay? Keep them. If they're the devils, capture them and boot them back to hell where they came from. That's what you do. If they're just your old thoughts, well, heck with it. That's no good. I done figured out my thoughts are no good. Uh, let me just tell you about this dream I had. Are y'all good? I know I'm trying to go fast, but I am. Look, I had this dream. All right. Now, dreams, I'm going to tell you something. Dreams come on different levels. Okay. Some dreams are higher level dreams, but most dreams that I have are from the Lord. Okay. Some are like literal visitations. Hey, by the way, uh, let me, this is a side note. I, I got to tell you this. Someone had a dream recently in my family. Okay. And this is part, I'll tell you the part of the dream. The part of the dream was my dad, who's been dead for a long time now, came back for one day, okay? He came back for one day. And this is what he said about heaven. He said, in heaven, there's music all the time. Now, that's a confirmed word. There's a lot of people who've been up in heaven. That's everyone I'm saying. There's music all the time in heaven, okay? I thought, well, that's cool. But the second thing got even cooler. He says, and every once in a while in heaven, there's a roar. There's a roar. Y'all like the roar? You should like it better today. Because there's a roar in heaven. And somehow or another, we've been catching that roar every once in a while. We'll catch the roar in heaven and we just start roaring. Isn't that cool, man? I'm glad my dad is sending that message back through one of my kids to tell me that roar is real. 
It's from heaven. So when we roar and if it offends you, well, you'll get over it when you get to heaven. When you had to get up there around all them maniacs in heaven roaring and carrying on. I just love that, though. Anyways, back to this other dream. Well, I had this dream, and one part of it, an angel appeared in the room, stepped out into the room, and stepped into the room from, from the spiritual realm. And it was cool because I saw it stepping out, and there was at one point I could see you know, like a, bo- a human body, looked like a human body, and part of it was missing until it got out. In the room. This was the this was the what I call the crummy looking angel. You know, you think all angels are gonna look wonderful and powerful. Well, this looked like a woman, and not a very attractive woman. In fact, my thought was that woman needs to do some makeup because he's ugly, and kind of pale looking, kind of had this thing on her face that looks kind of weird. And, well, this angel was the one that spoke to me. I'm messing with you. This angel spoke to me. That's the one I told you about recently. The angel, I asked the angel, why don't you, why don't you appear to me? And they said, because you probably would be not liking the way I look. And sure enough, in this dream, this angel appeared. So we did some stuff in it. But then the dream shifted into another part of the ring. Let me tell you about this angel I saw. Are you all good? Now, this all has to do with thoughts, okay? This angel was something. This was a war angel, a warlike, a very warlike angel, a very big male-looking angel had dark olive skin, black hair, and dark eyes, and was beautiful, even though he was a man, look, appeared as a man. Okay, very beautiful. But I knew instinctively, I had to just talk to this other angel in the dream. I knew I couldn't talk to this angel. In other words, this angel was on business. He was on business, and he, that's my angel. That's my angel that I had. You know, the Bible says that Jesus, he, says, he talks about the little ones, and their very angels stand before God. That was my, I saw my, and he's a mean rascal. So if y'all mess with me, I'm just telling you, I'm going to get him after you. And ain't nobody, he's one of those angels that slow, you know, in the Bible talks about this one angel went out and killed 70,000 men. That's what that angel looked like. If you mess with him, I knew I ain't messing with that angel. Okay, but the spiritual world was open to me in this dream. Okay, now this, I want you to get this about the spiritual world. Because we're going for the spiritual world, right? We're asking God, don't pray the Lord's Prayer if you're not going for the spiritual world. Don't even pray it. Just forget that prayer. It's not even a good prayer because you're saying, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You're asking for God's spiritual world to come into your life. It's a dangerous prayer because it'll come. Anyways, this, what, I, what I begin to see, I begin to see the spiritual world. I begin to see the demonic world. And there were demons everywhere. And they were flying around the room like crazy. And uh, they, they appeared, you know, at a distance like a, a, a sooty-colored shadow is what they looked like. But as they came closer, they took on a form and a substance. I know where they developed this form as they came closer. But what I figured out in this dream, what I figured out about the spiritual world, why God doesn't just open it up to us all the time is we couldn't function. Okay, because you would be, people would think you were retarded or, or just out of your mind because these angels, I mean, these demons would come rushing at you. I mean, and you go, whoa. You think they were going to hit you. That's what it, you felt like something was going to hit you. So you jerking, you know, that's what I was doing. I was jerking around in the dream because I thought they were, you know, they'd just come rushing at me. And I'd move and, you know, thinking they were going to hit me. And then there'd be a spot on the floor. It, you would think, is that, a, is that a hole in the floor that I'm going to have to avoid? Or is it, a, is it, is it a, a, a demon laying there trying to trip me? You could not even drive a car. Do you see what I'm saying? God doesn't want, you know, we... We could not function normally if we saw that stuff all the time. Just just wouldn't work in your life. So God doesn't open it up to us all the time, but he does want to open it up to us. Well, there was just one demon in particular 
okay, that came, I saw it coming at me, and I knew it was, he was coming for me, coming to me. I wasn't afraid because I had this angel over here. I knew this angel, this angel would kill these demons. These are nothing demons to this angel. I mean, I had that kind of thinking going on. But this demon came right up to my face, not that far from me, and began to look at me. And here's what I felt. I felt intense hatred. I mean, you ain't never felt any hatred like that. And I felt intense lies, okay? And I felt intense darkness, like, like nothing on this earth. I mean, like nothing on this earth. And remember I shared with you one, the time the Lord showed me some of his thoughts? Remember that time I said I saw the Lord's thoughts? Okay, well, I saw these were thoughts also. The, this, this demon came to me with thoughts. And, and the way it looked is, it, you know what a wicker basket is for getting the wicker part? You know how a wicker basket has a weed in it? Okay, well, that's the way it looked. It said, but look, it was made out of really black, nasty fishing wire. That's what it looked. And it came in, and I knew it me. I looked at it, and it looked, was sitting there looking at me, and they were thoughts. They, they were all thoughts. And I knew this devil was trying to get these thoughts into my mind. That's what he was trying to do. He was trying for me to accept his thoughts, to receive his thoughts. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I said, no, I'm not. No. I resisted. I resisted the devil, and he couldn't, he couldn't put those thoughts into my mind. Okay? Now, that was, that was the end of the dream. Well, this is what the Lord, I was going to read what I wrote in my, my journal. Are y'all good? With that? Whew. Everybody needs, we need to relax here. Before I read that, I wanted to say something about the demonic world. Uh, there are, like that angel that I said was very powerful and then the other angel didn't look powerful, they are different levels according to Ephesians. Ephesians 6, there are different, or, there's a different order and level of demons. Okay? They are warlike demons. Okay? That were something beyond these demons I was saying. Now, these demons will show up in your life. Okay? I, I'm going to tell you this right now. You need to get this. If God is fixing to do something in your life, Okay? significantly, or insignificant, if God wants to do something in your life, you're going to get some visitations from the enemy. Okay? They're going to come. So here's all you got to do. Just use the name of Jesus. Okay? That's what you got to do. You got to use the name of Jesus. But they are warlike demons that will come to you. Okay? And you've got, and that's how, you, those you can't just resist. You have to speak the name of Jesus against them. Okay? Y'all got that? I'm just telling you that. They'll come see you. And I want to tell you something. They are very clever. Okay? They are very clever. So anyway, this is what the Lord showed me when I woke up from that dream. Now, there's, like I said, there's different levels. I knew when I woke up from that dream that I, this was like a higher level dream because it, what it did to my emotions. My emotions, I'm a, like normally 12 volts. That's how I'm wired. Right? This was 220 volts spiritual uh, experience. Everybody's wired differently. Some people are wired naturally 12 like me, and some people 120. Some, there's even some people 220. They can take a whole lot more. But when I woke up, my emotions felt like they had been worked real hard. Okay? I was afraid when I woke up, but not an eerie freer. You see what I'm saying? It's because emotionally I had touched in the spiritual world, and when we touch in the spiritual world, it has a, an effect on us. It affects our physical self. It affects, affects us mentally. It affects us emotionally. That's why God doesn't just throw us... Another reason God just doesn't throw us in that all at once because it would tear us up. 
He wants to acclimate us to that world. He wants to ease us in, give us a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. It really is like this. You know, it's like getting drunk on the Holy Spirit. When the first time you get drunk on the Holy Spirit, it doesn't take much. And you get drunk as a skunk, man. But after you've been around it a while, you sort of like, it doesn't bother you. You doesn't get drunk. It takes a lot more of the Spirit of God to come on you. And some people have thought that was a negative. I think it's good when people are like that. It's like, yeah, they just, they've been exposed to the Spirit so much, it's just not tearing them up. Do y'all see that? It's because you become more and more acclimated to a higher level of the Spirit. Okay? Well, same thing in the Spirit world. I've seen the Spirit world, experience in the Spirit world. God has to acclimate us and build us up to that where we're able to take it more. Y'all good? Well, if you're not, I'm sorry. So here's what I wrote in my journal. So the battlefield is in our minds, okay? Be careful and take every thought captive right now. Right now. That's a word from the Lord. To every thought captive right now. You need to do that, okay? The Lord is protecting us, but we have to cooperate. In other words, I had a big old angel. I have the Holy Ghost. But if I would have agreed with that angel, with that demon, that angel couldn't have done nothing for me. The Holy Spirit couldn't have done He wouldn't have done anything for me. So if you... Excuse me. If you decide to do something, think something, look at something wrong, don't expect the angel, the Lord, to come in and jump in between you and that thing. He's just not going to do it. We have to cooperate with Him. We have to cooperate. We have to allow, we have to make a choice because God's not going to override our free will. If you decide to be depressed, you've made that decision. Okay? You've made that decision. If you decide to be negative, you've made it. And they're not going to override you. If you decide to put people down, you've made that. So that's where we had to cooperate. We had to realize, no, I'm not going there. Uh, so we had to cooperate. The enemy is going after our minds. We will win or lose in our minds. Be careful about distractions. Okay, now this is a distracting thing coming. Like I say, those demons were very distracting to me. I couldn't function normally because of the distraction. Well, what's going on in mine and your life all the time? The enemy's throwing stuff at you, whether you can see it or not. But spiritually, it's, it's affecting you. And so you can get distracted and start heading down a road that you shouldn't be because you've gotten distracted. You've allowed the enemy to distract you and take you off the course. Lies, hate, and darkness are opposites of the truth, love, and light the Lord has for us. Okay? Lies, hate, and darkness are opposite. Alright, but, listen to this, this is important, but the enemy can disguise. And the scripture says he can come as an angel of light. Now this is important, you get this. This is what the Lord told me. He can disguise, he can come like this, but he cannot hold the disguise a long time. Okay? That's why you take the thought captive. Because if you take it captive, it gives you time to discern it. And he can't disguise himself perfectly. Because he's not perfect. Okay? So he'll come to you in thoughts, feelings, or whatever. And did you think, maybe, did you believe in the Lord? But if you'll grab the thoughts, if you'll take them captive, you, if, it, if it is the enemy, you will see something in it. You'll see, you'll see a darkness in it. You'll see just maybe a little thing. Okay? Somebody shared to me in the first service, this, he didn't really, he had this dream. Let me tell you about his dream. He had this dream, he went into the heavenly realm. Okay, this is a guy who don't do dreams and stuff like that. He went in the heavenly realm and his daddy was there. And there was all these angelic beings around. His daddy was there, but his daddy didn't recognize him. His own daddy, his daddy who's been dead, been gone, didn't recognize him. It just tore him up. 
And he, he just left the room. Just, and then left the place. And he said, I couldn't understand it to this morning. I realized that's what the Lord was showing me. That was not the heavenly angelic realm. That was a demonic realm. It was the disguise. And that one little thing, that one little thing that his own daddy didn't recognize him. You see how God will protect you and help you when the enemy tries to deceive you? If you will take the thought captive. Because that guy thought this simple thought. My daddy knows me. He didn't get to heaven and forget who I am. This can't be right. Something's wrong with this. Even though it looked beautiful. He said it looked glorious and, and heavenly, but it was really demonic. So the enemy will come to you looking glorious, but there's a dark spot. Because he can't hold it a long time. Just remember that. That's what the Lord said. He can't hold that disguise a long time. You know, he can't, like, make himself look right for a long time because he, he just don't, that's not who he is. He's, 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 he's error. And error can't disguise light. So we can discern if we will we'll not allow the thoughts. That's what the Lord told me. Are y'all good? All right, so I know this is a lot of uh, experiences, but experiences that are based on the Bible. All right, let me give you one more scripture. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. So when we begin to learn how to take those thoughts captive and capture the thoughts, then we can begin to discern what are the thoughts of God, what's our own personal thoughts, and what are the thoughts of the enemy. And when we do that, then we can begin to tap into the thought realm of heaven and recognize that there's a flow of thoughts coming from God that we can begin to think, that it can come into our mind. And our lives can be transformed. That's what it says. Your life is transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. The renewing of your mind is receiving his thoughts. That's what, how it is. And when we receive his thoughts, our life is changed. See, that's how we're going to be changed. That's how we're going to be different is by receiving those thoughts from heaven. No other way. I don't care how many times you read the Bible and pray. And no other. The Bible says we're transformed by the renewal. The renewing of our news. When his mind comes into our mind, that's when our life begins to change. That's just the way the Bible says it. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. I like it because it means I don't have to jump through 900 hoops to get changed. I just have to receive the mind of Christ by faith and begin to think his thoughts, begin to take thoughts captive. All right, Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. That's why I said we don't need to be like these people who want to be geniuses you know, we're going to love God with all our natural mind. Paul, it's not in the Bible. You can't do it. It's impossible. But you can love God with all his mind that he's given you. How do you like the way I did that? I whispered it. This surpasses all this understanding. Will guard your hearts and your thoughts. That's what that means. It will guard your thoughts in Christ. So what happens when we begin to discern this peace comes and begins to protect us and guard us on the inside? Okay, and we're protected. We have this thing. That word literally, guard, means a garrison. It garrisons around our thoughts. It garrisons around our, our, our heart and protects us from when those negative things come and start shooting at us. Yeah, because that's what that thing was doing. It was trying hard to penetrate my mind. But I had this garrison around me. Garrison of peace that protected me. And when, then you can begin to connect in with his thoughts. And your life can be changed. Situations can be changed. You can go into rooms and things can be changed. You can see the children who are dying healed. Wouldn't that be awesome? 
Go clear out the hospitals, man. That's what we're going for. Lay hands on the door of the hospital and all the kids who have cancer suddenly are miraculously healed. I would love to be there that day. All right, so let me just tell you this one last thing. Who wants an increase in anointing? Everybody, I hope you do. Well, God, this is what the Lord showed me. I had this dream last night. I know y'all talking about he dreams too much. I love dreams because the Bible talks about dreams all the time and how God talks to people and visits people in dreams. It's just one of the ways he's done it with me. So I usually have a dream maybe once a week from the Lord where God visits me. But this is the way the dream was. A friend of mine was doing some ministry. and It was an open-air kind of ministry venue. And he was preaching. I just instinctively knew that in the dream. And suddenly it was like a meteor shower happened. But it wasn't meteors. It was amazing. Me and this other friend, we were in a golf cart of all things. But we weren't playing golf. We were just riding out because we were in an outside venue. And we saw this, this fireball come down from heaven and hit the ground. And as it burned up, a shirt materialized. A polo, a white polo shirt. And my friend said, I want that shirt. That's what he said. I want that shirt, the guy I was with. I'm thinking, well, you don't need that shirt, man. What's wrong with you? But then there were other fireballs and, one, and a refrigerator materialized. And there was all these things that were happening. They were this fire. That it was weird. The fire would burn, and then instead of something burning up, something was created. It's awesome. Well, that was the dream. That was that part of the dream. Then it shifted, and I was right down the street here, and some of you were with me. It was like we were going somewhere, and we stopped, and Bob Jones was there. Now, this is important. We stopped, and we were going to add oil to the car, so I got this oil. Okay, to put in the car. And it was so beautiful that I wanted to drink it. I wanted to drink the oil. I thought, man, this, this, i got to drink this oil. That's what I thought. I'm going to drink this oil. It looks so good. But I knew I wasn't supposed to do it. I was supposed to pour the oil into the car. You know, in the Bible, cars speak of ministry. I think the Lord was talking about the church here. We need to pour this oil in the car. And then this older gentleman walked up to me and Bob and said, I was in that meeting and I saw a refrigerator materialize right in front of my eyes. I've got to evaluate my spiritual life. That's what he said to me. He said to us. And I said, yeah, if a refrigerator materialized right in front of my eyes, I'd be evaluating my spiritual life too. <laughs> so I said to him, of course you're going to evaluate your spiritual life. That was the end of the dream. So what I felt like the Lord was showing me was this. Number one, there's an ink. We, he wants to increase our anointing. Okay? It's the anointing of compassion. It's the anointing that we go with. It's the anointing that we're going to use. God says, I'm going to, whatever's in there, and i got this oil that's so wonderful and sweet that you'd want to drink it. But I want to pour it in, into this church. I want to pour it into people's lives. But you've got to recognize also God uses people, okay, to help bring you into that. God uses different people to help. Like in this case, this anointing, this new anointing, it was like we're getting a double anointing. Because that's really what it was. I knew this was going to double our anointing. We got this anointing that, you know, Bob helped bring us in to receive this double anointing from the Lord. Are y'all wanting a double anointing? Are y'all want to increase an anointing in your life? I think God wants to release that to us. You know, and I don't want to go talk to my other friend about his ministry, about them fireballs coming from heaven, because I think a lot of that speaks of provision, you know, because it was clothing, articles of clothing and like a refrigerator, like, you know, what do you put in your refrigerator? Food, right? You know. See, God wants to do some stuff like that. God wants to provide for people. You know, this is what we're talking about. This is what real Christianity is. 
this is, this is what we want to tap into. We want to tap into that world and begin to see that. And that's where we're really... That's why when I like to talk about all these revelations and dreams and stuff, not because... Because I see this God is trying to teach us His world and, and ease us into His world and, and teach us how to access His world and bring His world here. I'm going to tell you something. You go to that hospital I went to and you walk in the door and you see little kids with cancer... If it don't do something to you, there's something you ain't alive. You're dead. You're not a believer. You something's messed up. That's the way I felt. You know, when you see that, you get stirred. You got where's the power of God? We've got to get the power. We can't allow this stuff to continue. We should we should be mad. We were mad about it. We were mad about those kids. Really mad that they were suffering. This is wrong. You know, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's not from the Lord. The Lord has a heart to do these things. And He wants to increase my and your anointing. He wants us to learn how to take thoughts captive. He wants us to learn how to access the thought realm of heaven. He wants us to understand the thought realm of hell and really when it comes to us to just reject it and not allow it. And He wants to show us our thoughts that are separate from His thoughts. Now, that was just your thought, Byron. It was neither good or evil. It was your thought. It means nothing. But my thoughts mean something. And it's accessible to you and I. It is very accessible. I'm going to tell you that now. We can be changed people. How many in here want to be something different? I mean, do you want to be the same Christian you were three years ago? I mean, if you do, come on. I don't. You need to be able to, you need to go for it. That's what you need to do. We need to go for it. Do you want to share that thing, Becky, about the mixture? I just, um, Byron and I read in the USA Today paper, This is it was an article where there's been a survey that 60% of the church, people they interviewed, 60% are now participating in some kind of new age practice. And, um, and that just really confirms that we're being lulled into demonic thought patterns. If, if we're the church, is 60% participating in, you know, U.S., I mean, it, that's just incredible uh, just to really think about that. So I want us to stand up. And ask the Lord to help us to really begin to do this thing that Byron's really been, you know, when Byron's preaching, he's really trying to take us somewhere. This is really his heart to equip this church to learn how to to absolutely take every thought captive and to really begin to live from the mind of Christ. And so right now, I just want to, we have to first acknowledge where we're failing and come to truth if the church is engaging in new age practice of one way or the other. Because then if you read the Old Testament, God really was upset when his people would do that. They would mix other gods in with him. You know, it's not that they were just serving other gods. They were mixing. And that's what the church is doing. We're mixing minds of the the demonic world, our own thoughts, thoughts of God and, and somehow thinking that we're okay and we're not. So let's just pray. It just pre- We want to present ourselves to the Lord right now. And Lord, we just say right now, we just come before you, Father, and present ourselves to you. And Lord, we just acknowledge that we have actually taken thoughts of the demonic realm captive and accepted them and mixed them with you, God. And we just say, Lord, just as Romans said, Lord, that what happens when we fall 
is we don't acknowledge you as God. We're not thankful. And, Lord, and that's how our thought life becomes darkened and our heart darkened, Lord. And so right now, we want to just, Lord, give back. Take, we want to just say no to the thoughts of the demonic realm right now. Lord, we want you to teach us how to catch these things when they're coming in. Lord, help us. We just cry out for help. Lord, we no longer, we don't want to mix the demonic realm, Lord, demonic thoughts, Lord, with you any longer, God. We want to have pure minds, the mind of Christ. We want to be able to tap in to your source, source of all life. Lord, you are the life. You're the truth, the life, and the way. There is no other way to the Father, Lord. We want the Father, Lord. You've taught us who you are. We want your thoughts. We want to live by your thoughts, Lord. So right now, we reject the thought patterns of the demonic realm. We reject them. Just say that I reject the thought patterns of the dark realm. We reject it. We no longer want those thoughts to rule us. We no longer want to mix them with your thoughts, oh God. So we reject in the name of Jesus. Every lie from hell we reject. We reject lies from hell. We reject the patterns of darkness. We reject new age thinking. We reject every form of it. In the name of Jesus. Right now, we just come and present ourselves to you, Lord, and we ask you for the blood of Jesus to now cover our minds, God. Yeah, just put the, put your hand over your head right now and let the blood of Jesus. We enter in by the blood of Jesus. Cover our minds fresh. Oh, whoa, woo, whoa, oh, oh. Just purify right now from all those dark thoughts, lying thoughts. Lies from the enemy. Oh, yeah, right now. Just purify us with the blood of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Whew. Powerful. Powerful. Oh. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Lord, right now begin releasing each and every person in this place into the heavenly realm, heavenly mind. Lord, that we would walk by your Spirit and your Spirit alone, God. Thank you, Lord. I just felt like the Lord just showed me that there were even that that we really had taken captive those the enemy had come and there were many of us that had taken captive those thoughts that were from him and that there even as you brought it in, you brought in with you this morning just this atmosphere of ugh. You know, just in with you. There's just this atmosphere that the enemy has just been. And I, but I felt like the Lord said there's grace here this morning to set the reset button. Press the reset button. There's grace for him to just... So, Lord, I just ask you right now, Lord, we do repent, Lord, for taking captive those thoughts, Lord. And I just ask you by your spirit right now, we plead the blood of Jesus over each one of us, Lord, and by your presence. Spirit, by your grace and your mercy, Lord, we ask you to press that reset button right now over our lives. 
and that there would be a divine exchange of that atmosphere that's been around us, Lord, that atmosphere that of the enemy that's just been stirring and, and trying to release those thoughts. And, Lord, we ask you right now, heavenly atmosphere to be released around us, the heavenly atmosphere, your thoughts to just invade us, your thoughts to just take over our minds. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. Right now, Lord, we just ask you to release You know, there's actually four kinds of graces in the Bible. There's the salvation grace, the saving grace, there's a healing grace, and there's an empowering grace, and there's a ministerial grace. So, Lord, right now, we just ask you for that full package on the people of God. Lord, we need your saving grace in this room, Lord. We need your healing grace, God, to come. Lord, we need your empowering grace, Lord, to come. Lord, we need your grace to go out and do the things you've called us to do, Lord, the ministerial graces. And we just release those right now in the name of Jesus into the atmosphere of this room. We release the full measure of the grace of God right now in each and every heart in this room. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Steve Lapping got a word about horoscopes. People getting up every day using using a horoscope. I don't. I know people still do that. And if you're one of those people that have developed a habit, a bad habit of reading those horoscopes, today the Lord is releasing the power of God over your life to break that in your life. You need to re, you need to repent. Now that's a specific word about that applies to somebody in this room. You need to repent. Ask the Lord to forgive you, and He'll forgive you. And he'll break that thing in you where you got to go look, you know, do a horoscope to, to natural created things or try to tell you something that only God's supposed to tell you. You got that? So this, this, if that's you, I want you to just repent. While Byron was speaking, the Lord spoke to me in Romans 6. It says not to lend your members to unrighteousness. You open the door when you're watching television and something that you shouldn't be watching comes on and you lend your eyes to it, it infiltrates your mind and your body. You should not go there. You have choices that you have to live with every day. Today I choose to serve Jesus. I do not serve the darkness. I do not offer the members that God has given me to those things that's not becoming unto Him. So Romans 6 says, don't lend your members to unrighteousness. It also goes on in Romans 6 and says, with my mind, I serve God. With my mind, I serve. Now, isn't that re- remarkable? With your, that's Romans 6, right in the Bible, right clearly spoken. The mind... Set on the flesh is death. The mind set on the spirit is life. That's, that's a word that means mindset. What, what is your mindset? It's in that Romans 8 one. Mindset. What's your mindset? Lord, we just want to break that, that, that horoscope thing. We want to break the thing of people watching things that they shouldn't be. Television. Younger people may know internet. We want to break that off in people today, Lord. We just also, I'm just, because that horoscope came, just every tie 
to any kind of new age practice, any Eastern religion. We just right now, really, because we serve the only true God, the only true God. So I just right now want the Lord to just search our heart in any way that we've just, see, this is how this comes in. This is how it comes in. So right now, Lord, we just say again, we just really want to renounce every tie to any kind of New Age Easter religion. Lord, you are the only true God. Lord, we've settled that. And Lord, in any subtle way that we've accepted those practices, Lord, we ask you to forgive us. And Lord, we just want to go out today in your good graces, Lord. Go again in the grace of God. Settled that we're serving the only true God. Thank you, Lord. One, one thing that could be happening to some people in this room, you could be actually having physical manifestations right now, okay? If you have these strongholds operating in your life, you know, because the enemy's going to resist you on this, okay? You could actually be getting manifestations of the bad kind where there's a resistance inside of you. What you need to recognize is that's the, really the Lord's trying to show you, hey, you got something in there that needs to go. Pay attention. If you're feeling anything unusual in your body or any of that right now, God's trying to deal with you. God's trying to break something out of you. He's trying to help you. And I love that, what, Don, you know, what, we're talking about living a pure life. The Bible says, you know, the pure, the mind of Christ is, is, uh, is the pure, blessed are the pure in heart, they will see God. When we, that's how we see into the spiritual realm, is when we're carrying that mind and we're operating in that mind, we can begin to see into the spirit world and begin to connect with what's going, happening in the spirit world and begin to affect this world. Y'all got that? That's good. I mean, this is, see, it ain't all about just having experiences, ladies and gentlemen. It's about living a life of purity and health before the Lord and being a light in this earth and, and being able to take that purity and, and wage war with it against the darkness because the Bible always talks about light overcoming darkness. And there's no condemnation in any of this. It's just the grace of God right now. How many people in this room, raise your hand and be honest, because I, I can raise my hand. How many people in here have been, feel like you've been in a, locked in a battle recently in your mind? You feel like, you know, this, you've been, see, I mean, I feel like in the last couple of months, the enemy has been going tooth to nail with me. You know, it's been toe to toe. But I'll tell you, it's because God has a plan. God has a purpose in your life. And one way I want to say this to you, that's a good sign for you. Something good, God wants to do something wonderful for you. And the enemy sees it and hates it and is trying to rob you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I believe the Lord really uh, wanted, I wanted to ask Larry and Cheryl to come out here if they can. Because they they they've got this heat, this fire on their hands, uh, which they, they, they want to release to you. And they've been you know, they're coming back from Argentina carrying some of that good Argentine anointing on them from the revival. Plus, they've got something else, which I haven't really had working to me. They've got electricity working on them. Larry was telling me last night, sometimes his hands hurt because his electricity is flowing through him. You know what that means? You know what electricity is for, right? Power. There's power. God is want, I'm telling you folks, God wants to release power to you. We need power. We need power to go do something about these kids or whatever you feel that God's put in your heart. I'm asking God to give me power to go into hospitals and heal children. But you need a real power from heaven to be able to break break some of this stuff and I believe we'll get it but so I want to you know yeah I don't like Mike I don't like Mike's either 
But everything he said today is so true. And in Argentina, it's real. You know, here it's kind of hidden, the spiritual, the demons and all that. But in Argentina, we see the stuff floating. We see the manifestations. We see everything. And one thing about the horoscopes, and when we do inner healing with everybody, if they don't get rid of that, they can't get healed of physical things. So if you're into this stuff, if you don't get rid of it, you can't get healed. I don't know. It's just something that's going on. But All right. Well, one last thing, and then we're going to pray, is um, if, if you're feeling that inner struggle, like, well, Byron, send that turmoil, there's some people that may have never, um, you've never recognized Jesus Christ as the one true God and the only Lord over the universe. And the Lord is gracious. I mean, He loves you so much. He's actually giving you an opportunity today to do that and repent of all your sins that He can take them all on Himself. And when God looks at you, He sees you as pure and undefiled. You know, the Bible calls it being born again. And I love that phrase because it's being born into a whole other spiritual reality. Because you have no idea what Byron was just talking about this morning. Because you haven't experienced being born again of the Spirit. And so the Lord really is reaching out to you today. So I just want to say that one final thing too. If that's you, come up here and tell me. Come up here and tell one of these prayer people up here. And they'll pray with you. And just as simple as just a prayer, you can come into a whole new reality. So let's get our ministry team. Come on up here, guys. If you come up here and face out. And then if you want prayer for any of these things, come on up here for healing, for, you know, just uh, the spiritual battles. Uh, you want to get born again, come up here and tell one of these people. And uh, you guys can be dismissed. Have a great day.